2: While I was there, we were in Scotland and England. We went to the historical sites and Kensington Palace and all these different things. And um, it reminded me of how blessed we are to live in America. And yes, we have our issues. There's no doubt about it. Every country has their issues. And of course, we were birthed out of of, uh, the UK. But there's something about... Uh, the freedom of of America, the freedom of, of being home, the freedom of living in a democracy, there's just something about that. And not that I could articulate that while I was traveling, but while we were there going through these different sites and we went to, uh, what castle was it? Edinburgh. Edinburgh Castle. Of course, we went to Edinburgh. Yeah. Edinburgh. Edinburgh sorry uh, and it was in you know they fired off this amazing gun and they talked about the war and all the different things that happens and it just the whole time i kept hearing was freedom 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 of course we're coming up the 4th of july but you know there are people who have given it all so that we could be free Amen. there are people sitting in here that ha- how many of you served in the military There are people sitting in here that have given it all so we could be free. There are people who have prayed day and night to protect and intercede so that we could keep our freedom. And, um, you know, there was just something about it that gave me a greater appreciation for where I lived. And of course, it's always good to come home. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about freedom. And of course, our freedom is in Christ that is our freedom. You know, no matter what oppression we're in, whether we lived here or whether we lived in an oppressive country in Christ, we are completely free. We are completely free. And that is a, and that freedom gives us the ability to push through the obstacles, push through the oppression, push through the contention, push through the attacks that the enemy has or the uh, whatever it is that comes against us. The freedom in Christ gives us the peace, the wisdom, the strategy to be able to push past what is in front of us, knowing that his glory is ahead of us right? So we're going to start in John 8, and I don't know if we're going to have words or not. Are we? Are we? No. Okay. So we'll have words up, but we're going to start in John 8. And we're going to, I invited a couple of people to share testimonies in a few minutes because, you know, there's an importance to share about the freedom that we've received as we share our testimony. It drabs the hearts of other people. You know, you can, read scripture to someone, and if their heart is not open, if their heart is hard, or if their heart isn't prepared to receive it, then they may just look at you with a blank stare. But when you start sharing what God has done for you and how he has broken through for you and how he has healed you, how he has worked through your marriage, whatever your testimony is and there's many of milestones within our testimonies as we begin to share those, there's something about the realness and the rawness of where we were and where God has taken us. That breaks open the heart of people. Because don't you like to hear about Mariette and Larry going to Greece. And Mariette's from the islands. And she's been praying over those islands. And then we see this uh, breakthrough of, of awakening that is happening there. So it's interesting, you know, to hear the testimonies and the the journey of one another. Because it encourages us in our own walk. It also, you know, I always say when one person has a breakthrough, it opens the door for the rest of us to get breakthrough because we know that when one thing is revealed, it is ours forever. That's what the word says. So when people have breakthroughs, their breakthrough becomes a breakthrough that we can step through too, right? Okay. So we're going to look at John eight. I already said that, I think, but we're going to go, I think verse 31. Let me open this back up. Yeah. 31. But we're just going to start with the basic of freedom, freedom in Christ. Okay. 831. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, that is the key to unlocking every prison door that holds us captive is abiding in the word of God. When we abide in the word of God, it says, when you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So if we abide in his word, not only are we his disciples, but we're able to disciple others because of the word of Christ that lives in us, right? And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The word of God is the truth. It is the thing that Carries the power and the ability to break down, tear down, and destroy every lie that has been spoken to us, over us, and that we've believed that doesn't agree with the Word of God. The Word of God, just reading it, unlocks any lie that has been hidden within us it releases the truth into our hearts. How many have read the word and had an aha moment as you're reading the word? And you've realized, oh my gosh, I may have read this five times, but this sixth time there was a suddenly that that word became a transforming word that completely changed the way I think. Transforming word. And that's what the word does for us. I'm going to read 32 again. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Then they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? They were having the understanding of the old and not able to grab a hold of the new. They were unable to receive the word of Christ being released into them. We've been those people at some point, And then we believed and it broke us out of that bondage to the lie in order for us to receive the truth. So we would be completely free. I mean, there is something about that. I know that, you know, and I've shared my testimony. Like I said, I'm going to have some people share their testimonies, but I know that, From the time I was nine and gave my life to Christ, over the years, there have been so many things that I didn't know that I had wrong, that I believed, whether I was taught or whatever it was, or you know how sometimes we hear something and by the time we have put it into our mind. It's not actually what they said, you know, where I've had to have a detox of religion. So I could have an influx of the truth of the spirit that God has given us. And there's something about when we consume the word. And I know I've preached on that a zillion times, but there, this is a word season. You've got to consume the word every single day. Even if it's just one verse that you read and you repeat it throughout the day, the word is power. The word is freedom and the word will take care of every obstacle that gets in your way. When we declare the word over something, then that something receives the power of the word to be broken free. So if I need a word over my finances, then I declare the word over my finances. So my finances will come into agreement with, with what the word says and my actions will align with what the word says, because I've declared that that's going to be what happens to my finances, that for your body, Elaine just testified, she wasn't going to go out without receiving the fullness that God had for her. And she received prayer. The prayer opened up the movement of her knee and she was able to walk without pain where she could barely come in the door when she hit the house. There's something about believing and repeating and ingesting the word of God. There's something about that. And the something is Christ is the word. Christ is the word. Okay. And Jesus answered them, verse 34, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And we all know that. Because we all have committed sin, and we know that when we commit sin, there's two reactions. There is an immediate panic because we know that we have gone against our very core belief in Christ, right. or there is a complacency that pushes that sin to the side and says, "Well, that was no really big deal that 's no big deal." I had someone i 've had someone uh, that I was doing some work with ministering to um, that cussed all the time. And I was like, so what do you think that is? She says, well, she says, you know, God doesn't really mind that too much. Well, let's find out what the word says, right? I said, well, what does the word say? Let nothing unholy come out of your mouth. Let no filth, you know. But that doesn't really apply when you're you know, just talking and it just comes out. Okay, well. We we do that. We We neutralize our sin because we don't either want to turn because to repent is to turn away from it or we like what we're doing. So we can justify... You know, that word says, do not let any unholy thing proceed from your mouth. That really doesn't mean like in your everyday when you're just talking and it just comes out. That really doesn't mean that. What that means is those bad people out there, you know. Okay. But what we have to realize when we neutralize sin, it takes away the truth of the word from us. We don't walk in freedom. Jesus says we walk in as slaves. Because we have neutralized what he just told us. If you abide in me, then you are my disciples. So we've neutralized that and become a slave to sin because we're not willing to abide everything in him. We want a cafeteria abiding. So I'm going to take eggs and ham, but I'm going to skip the cheese. So I'm going to take holiness and love, but I'm going to skip the discipline of being a disciple because I've decided that this little sin is something that I like living in and it's part of my identity. I think I told you this, we were playing tennis uh, in a a match and uh, two of the ladies had quite a uh, colorful language. And I said something to him. I said, you know, I, said, I read a study where um, people who use foul language, uh, now this, this is going to sound awful. It was awful when I said, well, what I was trying to say, but anyhow, I said people who use foul language limit their ability to have a greater vocabulary because they choose the easy way out. So instead of saying something that would challenge their vocabulary, they say something that is uh, easy. And they both said, really? And one of them said, well, I hang around with uh, people that talk like that, so I just talk like that. Well, we don't want their sin to infiltrate Ours, we want our light to infiltrate theirs. So I am not going to make myself like them because I hang around with them. I'm going to make myself like Christ. So when I'm around them, their mouth is closed. Has anybody that's not a believer, that's a friend of yours been around you and they're more careful what they say? Yes, because they honor the God that you carry. And they may not know that God, but as long as you act like you are a child of God made in his image, then they see and feel and know that there is something different about you. And what happens is that opens up a trust for them with you so that they can find out the goodness of God. Right? So Jesus said, he said, those who commit sin are slaves to sin. I do not want to be a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house. That means they are not a part of the kingdom. But a son abides forever. We abide forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free. You've been made free. You shall be free indeed. We are free people. We are free people. And God has given us the ability to take that freedom and offer it to others. By, as Chuck said earlier, just our very presence being there. We're not conforming to the world. We're transforming the world by our presence. Because we walk in the freedom of Christ. So no matter what the oppression is around us, it doesn't mean it's easy. I mean, Donna shared, you know, it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean we don't struggle. It doesn't mean we don't cry. It doesn't mean we don't get mad. But what it means is, in the bottom line, we lean in. And he takes care of the emotions that are responding to the struggle that's coming against us. Amen. God is good. So he's promised us if we are free. He sets us free. Then we're free. We're not almost free. We not could be free. We're not going to be free. We are free. And that is a scripture that we just need to declare every day. Christ has set me free and I am free indeed. And nothing can take my freedom. Amen. Okay, 2 Corinthians 1. I'm going to share a couple of the scriptures. I'm going to invite the two that are going to testify. Um, up. But 2 Corinthians 1, 20 through 22. It says, for all the promises of God, in him are yes and in him, amen. So he has promised us that if we've been set free, we're free. We're free. If we've been set free, we're free. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us as God, has anointed us as God, who who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. He's promised us freedom. We are free. We abide in him. We are free. We are his disciples and we are freedom carriers. And the truth has made us free. So I'm going to invite Marquita up first because I asked her to share. Um, come on up, Marquita. I'm going to talk about you for a minute before... So Marquita uh, moved down here with her mom who got baptized a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Amen. Yes. And, um, you know, Marquita was has been friends with Michelle Brown forever and ever, Marquita Ham. And Michelle came down about two years ago. She was in Atlanta and the Lord just really brought her. She just moved specifically to be at the gathering. And then Marquita... Felt that tug too, so she moved from Atlanta. Uh, got a job, a great job transfer with her company down here, amen. And to be with the gathering, sometimes God uproots you in order to reroute you, amen. Have you ever taken a plant that's outgrown the pot? Marquita had outgrown the pot up amen. there, amen. And God had uprooted her to move her down to re-root her so she could grow in a greater pot. Amen. And so God's been doing some awesome things. So I'm going to let you share for a few minutes. I'm just going to sit down. and.
0: Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So yes, it's been absolutely amazing. I have grown so much, um, so much freedom in Christ being um, in this ministry and um from being online and when i moved here um it, it's just been absolutely amazing growing so much spiritually um with Christ. it's just like visions dreams um growing in the word loving people that I wasn't loving it first, um, but but it's so much, and I and I see the growth, and I and I know the growth because again, um, with Pastor Cindy saying like my friends will like make you know may say a cuss word, and they be like, oh Marquita, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, I mean you wrong, but I guess I just say that, so I so I so I stop saying that, but <laughs> because they are respecting the God in me. So Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so this goes back to. Um, I got saved, of course, when I was seven, changed my mind when I was 27, so really trying to start serving the Lord, so um, I I started smoking cigarettes, like, uh, my senior year of high school, and my best friend Jamaica back then was like, nope, I'm not going to give you one, because she always smoked them, and she was like, nope, nope, because once you start, so anyway, so f- I finally got one, I started smoking cigarettes, so... After that, um, I was say I smoked cigarettes for like ten years. But like in the seventh or eighth year, it was like I would hear like throw that pack of cigarettes out, you know. And I'm like, okay. And I thought I buy a pack of cigarettes and I throw it out and I go I go buy some more. And my cousin would get mad at me because I threw the whole pack of cigarettes out and she wanted one. And then so <laughs> and then like I will flush them down the toilet and I go buy some more. So this particular day, I'm 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 trying to quit, but I. I thought I heard the Lord, but i wasn 't for sure, so this particular day, I was at work, and so I had borrowed some cigarettes because I probably had threw some away. so I brought some cigarettes from, <laughs> from a coworker, and the person gave me three cigarettes. so on my lunch break, um, I was in the word, I was trying to get to know God more and, and, and I knew about my temple and you know making sure it 's about the right and all that good stuff so um so when, I, when I'm when i sitting there, I'm listening to this song, Donnie McClurkin, Speak to My Heart, Lord. And, you know, and it's, give me a holy word. If I can hear from you, then I'll know what to do. So I'm in my feelings. I don't know what I was upset about that day. I'm in my feelings. And I'm like, you know, Lord, I wish you would speak to my heart like that. Like, you know, give me a word that I know it's you, that I hear from you. Then I'll know what to do. Now, this is okay. And so as I'm getting ready to light this cigarette up. <laughs>
1: It was like I heard God speak audibly, right?
0: Okay, you want to hear a word from me? Smoke another cigarette, judgment is coming. Okay, so I did like, oh wait, now wait a minute now. And I'm thinking like, now what's that, the devil? And I'm thinking, and the Holy Spirit said, you know my voice, I said evidently I do Jesus, I'm sorry. So, you know, and it was like, I knew, I knew I heard the word and then I threw them cigarettes away. And I have not smoked a cigarette in that day. Since that day, you know? <laughs> so so the freedom of the Lord was that I that I heard the word as Pastor Cindy was saying, and the word that I was reading. You know, I thought I heard, but when I heard that day, I did what God said do, because <laughs> you know I wasn't trying to get no judgment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, but God is faithful and I haven't smoked. And that's been what? Uh, 20. That was 2001. So it's been 22 years. Uh, so God is so faithful. And I'm just freedom in Christ is amazing here. Like like Pastor Cindy and Pastor Chuck is absolutely like it's amazing to be under a ministry under a woman, a man of God, that you do, you are free to serve the Lord. And they ain't going to tell you what to do. They're going to tell you to hear God on that. You're going to ask them. Be like, I pray for you to hear what God is saying. Instead of saying this is what God say do. So I appreciate you and I thank you so much. Amen.
2: <laughs> so good. That's so good. That is funny. I love that. I love the song. Lord, just tell me what to do, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> I already have." That's really good. And Marquita goes to school. She's—I've uh, heard her. You know, they have to preach a couple times a year, and I've heard Marquita preach, and uh, she's a up and rising voice of God for sure. And uh, she's going to, you know, down the road, be training for our prophetic team as well as Keith. So I'm going to invite Keith Graham up to share for a few minutes. Now, wasn't that good? Doesn't that encourage you? You know, just think about. uh, And there's a lot more to tell, I'm sure. I'm sure she's going to need a book or something. Uh, Caitlin said she needs an agent. But, you know, but, you know, just think that one little thing was like the flipping of the light switch. They gave her freedom from the addiction of cigarettes. Amen. That's on. This is Keith Graham. And I knew them yeah. six years ago. Yeah. They came, Right. Yeah. And they told me, uh, the Lord's sending us to Key West. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, I was a little sad, but you go, we're glad we bless you. And then when they came back about a year, it's
1: been a year, it's yeah, about a year, a year ago, year.
2: they walked in the door and I was like, Lord, they're back. <laughs> now they had a couple of extra kids with them this time,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I was so excited to see them come back and yeah, sure. uh, just really be back in our house again. They're, they're a great couple and their kids are great little munchkins.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah and we we're super excited to be here We were pumped when um, the Lord said You're going back to Clearwater And we're like we're going to be near that church <laughs> Let's go to there um, That's a whole other thing So um, Pastor Cindy got a hold of me to, And asked me if I'd share something about a testimony of freedom And I was just like oh, okay God you know, What What are we going you know, to talk about And because I've got a lot of testimonies And you know Addictions and uh, freedoms for things And and um, he brought up letting him fight the battle for me and, and not fighting it. And there's just to be still and let him fight. And I was like, but all these other ones are so better. <laughs> and, um, and so about six years ago, um, or about seven in 2015, 2016, um, Sarah and I were kind of getting really radical for Jesus and gave our lives back to Jesus. And we're very on fire for him. And uh, we're just coming out of a lot of stuff. And I had lost uh, a lot of parenting time with two of my other children. Um, I have a 16-year-old and then my son, Riley, who comes in the summer, and he's 12. And uh, I felt... You know, impressed by the Lord, and I want to be a, my, I want to be a father. I want to be in my children's lives, and their parenting. My parenting time had been taken and been reduced, and um, because of who I was and what I wasn't doing, and all these things. So I was like, "Well, God, I want my children," and I started fighting for my children, and I petitioned the courts, and I took all my money, and I paid a lawyer, and I uh, went to court for both my children at once. So two cases. Uh, paying every time, but yeah, on and on and on. So we drained our bank account, got a huge influx of cash. And I was like, oh, this is from you, God. Thank you. <laughs> Here you go, lawyer. <laughs> Gone. My like, God, where are you? Where are you? How are you going to win this battle? How are you going to win this battle? And, um, <laughs> and he walks in the room. Hi, son. And his, my son Riley's mom had just moved to Indiana. I was in Michigan at the time. And, Moved eight hours away, one direction, and it wrecked me. And I was like, there goes my kid. There goes my firstborn son, gone. How? How is this victory? How, how is this victory, Jesus? And he said, just stop fighting and let me fight for you. You can't win. Because I was like, I can't win this. You know, God, everything is possible with God. And I'm declaring things, declaring things, and you're with me. and And he, and he wasn't with me is what I felt. And he finally said, just let me fight your battle. You stop fighting, let me fight, and you will have your victory. I said, how do I do that? And he said, just be still. Just stop. Listen and ask and let me do it. And I said, okay. And so I decided to stop fighting the enemies in my life um, that I was perceiving, my ex-wife and my son's mother, And I started praying for them. I started praying for blessings for them. And I started letting go of bitterness, hate, anger. And I got freed of all of that. And I got freed of a dead-end job that I was struggling to just go to in that 12 hours plus a day, not seeing my family that I wanted to be with that I was fighting and struggling to see every other weekend and one day on Wednesday. And he said, let Let it go. I said okay and so I I let it go and I I took I just let God lead and it was insane because it was nothing how I was fighting because I wanted to be a righteous good man and a father so I was working and I was paying what I had to pay and I did and it didn't matter because the judge said no the judge said no you're not good enough you have not enough proof of your character change and who you are and this is who they said you were and And so I had no proof, and I had no proof, and I had no proof. And so God said, let me. And so that meant I left the job, and he put me somewhere. And I left the apartment, and he put me with people. And then we ministered to those people for eight months. And then he moved me, and he put me with another family for four months. And and we had to be very humble and graceful and all that. And we just were like, why, why, why? And he said, let me fight. And so... He said, I want you to become who I wrote, you know, your identity. Son, I want to give you your identity. I'm going to try and wrap this up. Sorry, I'm going, whoa. God's freedom is so good. He he allowed me to become who he created me to be. And I got to leave Michigan. And I ended up in this house following God on dreams and visions and hearing the word and people calling going, I've heard this about God. Wow, I heard that too. And, And we were led here and he took us over the course of 6 years and created us into the parents that we were proclaiming we were going to be and try to be for our children and he allowed our enemies to watch us become these people. And he turned my enemies into my friends. My son's mother contacted me and said, I know the importance now of a father in my son's life. And I want you involved and I want to bring him to you. And I want you to have time. And it was all these things I was fighting for that I was like, I couldn't get, and I just prayed and I worshiped and it, Yesterday, this morning, we were thinking about this and praying about it. And I was like, God, what was that verse you gave me? And it was 2 Chronicles 20. <laughs> 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And that's what we started doing was positioning ourselves in worship and prayer and saying, what do we do? Where do we go? And he led us. And now my son comes and he spends more time with me than I ever had before in Michigan. Anytime that I was trying to get. And every time he needs to come, the money and the the finances come for him to be here. The finances for him to exist and eat me out of house and home are here. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free to just be me and become who you decided I needed to be so I could be the father for my son that I couldn't be before.
2: Very powerful, very powerful. Doesn't that encourage you? Doesn't that, you know, just wherever... That battle is for you wherever, even as uh, Keith shared about uh, the enemy became his friend because his perspective of who the enemy was changed. And when that perspective's changed, you're able to see things in a whole different light. So thank you both for sharing. And I'm just going to wrap up with a couple of quick scriptures. And then um, we'll all have some fellowship. If you get a chance to share a little bit of your testimony with each other to just be encouraged by it. Um, But there's two scriptures I want to read. The first one is 2 Corinthians two fourteen through 17. And this is in the Living Translation. And uh, actually, Mariette mentioned the scripture uh, when she was sharing her testimony. It says, but thank God. He has made us his captives because we belong to the heart of God. We have been overtaken by his love. We've been overtaken and continue to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God, rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? You see, we are not like the many hucksters who preach for personal profit. And this is for all of us. We preach the word of God with sincerity, with Christ's authority, and knowing that God is watching us. What we do, we know that God is watching us. And for every word that proceeds out of our mouth, God hears it. So everything we do, know that our Father in Heaven hears it. He sees it. He knows it. And we are enslaved to Him as the one who loves us and who has given it all for us. Amen? Amen amen okay guys I think that's it thank you so much for sharing those testimonies they were great and I'm just going to ask you guys to stand if you would I just want to pray over us and, and really just pray over is there an area of freedom that we need that God will just show us the strategy so father we just thank you that where the spirit of the Lord is there's freedom and we live in freedom we are free in you Christ and we thank you that you have given it all for us to be free. So, Lord, I just want to uh, just stir each one of us. If there's an area of freedom we need, that you will give each one of us the strategy, the the word, the action, whatever it is to step out of the bondage and step into the freedom. And Lord, where there is oppression coming against us, that you will give us clear vision to see what exactly is behind it so we know how to come against it, whether we stand or whether we attack, whatever you want us to do, Lord, because everything that you have for us is yes in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit... Cindy Stewart.com. We'll see you next time.